0: This presentation of the USA CBD Conference is brought to you by IndustryPods.com in conjunction with Immortal, a well being beverage company, bringing you Immortal Nitro Super Coffee and now Immortal Super Immunity Shot with Hemp Extra. All is well at Immortal.com. That's I M M O R D L.com. Everybody, we're gonna get things started. Uh, Our first speaker of the day is an awesome one. We have Shada Tarabi here. Uh, Shada has been called one of the most influential women in WordPress, and now she's one of the women leading the cannabis reformation conversation in Austin, Texas. She's formerly held marketing positions at WP Engine and Web Dev Studios. Restart CBD is an education-first CBD wellness company. Get ready, to learn all, get ready to learn all about her company, how to educate and advertise to consumers in an unregulated market. Please welcome co-founder of Restart CBD, Shada Tarabi.
1: Thank you. Thanks, I appreciate it. Okay, hello everybody. For those of you who were in the room when I kind of kicked things off prior to officially kicking things off, I am gonna probably say y'all a thousand times. So just roll with it and feel free to y'all right back because we're friends and hopefully be better friends at the end of this conversation. Um, So I am Shada Tarabi and I'm gonna be presenting today on how to market and educate consumers in an unregulated market. So a little bit about myself. Uh, I co-founded Restart CBD with my sister, We have a brand based out of Austin, Texas. Prior to getting into the cannabis space, I'd like to publicly share that I've been a marijuana consumer for the past 10 plus years, which is what introduced me into cannabis in general. And then I'll get into a little bit more of my personal story, but um, I founded a CBD brand because I got into an accident, which is what introduced me to CBD. So prior to all of this cannabis business, I was director of marketing for a digital agency called Web Dev Studios. They build sites for brands like Microsoft and Campbell's Soup Company. And prior to that, if anybody knows the weird world web of hosting, I worked for a managed WordPress host that again hosts you know brands like Campbell's and Microsoft Soup. So Microsoft Soup, Campbell's Soup and Microsoft, wow. Okay, thank you. Everybody's rolling with it, I appreciate it. Um, In addition to that, I'm also a quote-unquote influencer. I run a digital uh, account called At With Shada. So for anybody who is social today and you'd like the things that I'm saying and you want to tag, that's kind of my marketing 101 is always be creating content. And so I rely on audience members like y'all, y'all, to help me create content. So at Restart CBD, At With Shada, that's how to tag me. Um, And yeah, with that said, we'll kind of dig into some content. So... I co-founded Restart CBD a year and a half ago with my sister. We have a brick and mortar store in Austin. We have one retail location and we also have an e-commerce website component. We prefer to be direct to consumer, so I do not wholesale distribute my brands. Um, There's a few caveats that I might wholesale distribute. So for example, there's a local spa in Austin who's very high end and it was a good fit for our brand to be incorporated into their business. So I make on a case by case basis an option to uh, present my brand in that perspective. But a lot of the things that I'm gonna be reflecting on are going to be touching on how I've built my brand with a retail presence in a singular location or in a city with a physical presence, as well as how I've extended my brand into the online web. And spoiler alert, part of that is speaking at conferences. So I'm from Austin. I flew to Vegas this weekend to be with you guys. Um, USA CBDX does a really great job. They're actually putting on another event in Atlanta. I got exposed to them in Miami last year. So I try to stay up to date with the conference circuit because I think it's important to put myself in front of brands, consumers, networking, both for my business and for myself, Um, and so that's kind of the foundation for what we'll be talking about today. So our story, this is my sister and I, uh, we are the complete opposite of each other, and I tell you the story because I promise it has a purpose, but I, like I mentioned, am a recreationalist cannabis consumer. My sister and co-founder is not. She's actually a former University of Texas collegiate athlete, she was a swimmer. She's also a current Under Armour sponsored athlete and so she approaches cannabis from a recovery perspective. I on the other hand am a recreationalist but I was in a car accident five years ago. I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian and I fractured my pelvis in two places and it was a very excruciating pain that I had to endure and go through. And I share all this because I knew what marijuana was and I knew what cannabis was, but I had no idea what CBD was. And so five years ago, raise your hand if you knew what CBD was five years ago. A few of you. Raise your hand if you recently discovered CBD in the last year. Okay, more people. So CBD is something that's become hyper-excited. There's a lot more uh, um, marketing, brands hitting the market. I mean, this conference, look at how many people are out here promoting their brands, trying to get people to buy and engage and create um, business opportunities with their brands. This market is fastly growing and changing. And so when I first got introduced to CBD, there wasn't really somebody that I could go talk to. There wasn't somebody that I could go ask questions. There weren't a lot of brands that were able to be Um, you know, communicated towards or helping me understand what CBD really was. And so while I knew very much about marijuana, I didn't really know a lot about CBD. And so that's really what created an opportunity for my sister and I to open our brand. So you'll hear me talk a lot about education and storytelling. I think as a marketer or even as somebody who has a brand or business that you're trying to market, mastering the art of storytelling is really something that I can't stress enough. Being able to have a unique point of view I'm going to throw you know this out there. You walk out, everybody's selling essentially the same thing, right? There's CBD oil A, CBD oil B. How do you tell the two apart? They all claim that they have the best, highest quality CBD. It's sourced from the best, highest quality organic farms. But at the end of the day, it's really just a CBD oil product. Now, there's some nuances depending on you know maybe where it was grown or how it was extracted, CO2 versus ethanol, that you might make a claim that one is better than another. Um, but really, I believe... And I'll admit it, you know, my brand and my products are not the end-all be-all. So I manufacture about 80% of my products. I make all of our topicals, oils, and pet products. And then we do curate from other brands. So we carry like a caramel company in our store because I don't want to make caramels. And we like supporting other brands who have found a niche in the market. Um, But when you're looking out there and everybody's selling the same thing, how do you really differentiate yourself? And so that's something that when we've built Restart CBD, um, I encourage you guys go find us on the internet, go look at our content. Um, I'll put my my email up at the end so you can ask me questions if you want later on but so much of my brand is me educating consumers by telling my story you know that you can't say explicits when it comes to CBD you can't say that it helps really manage pain or it really helps sleep or anxiety but those are things that we all take CBD for right and so being able to figure out what your unique story is and how you're going to educate consumers to ultimately buy your products is that really magic sweet spot. So, in today's agenda, I'm going to kind of go over the legal landscape, product packaging and labeling, consumer education, the open web, social media, and then some alternative marketing tactics. But I want to do a quick poll because it really helps me gauge the audience. Um, So who is currently in the industry with a brand? How many of you are consumers? Great. Okay. who, if anybody has a brand, are you selling direct to other businesses or are you selling direct to consumers? Who's with a brand? Anybody selling direct to consumers? Okay, so there's going to be nuggets that I think everybody can apply depending on what aspect of the industry you're in. If you're a consumer in the room, I encourage you to take everything I'm saying you know, with a but almost like a filter, so when you're looking for different brands that you want to actually use or incorporate into your lifestyle, that you have some sort of you know, better understanding of CBD and this whole industry that we're all in. Um, and then kind of last question, does anybody have a retail location? Okay, a few retail shops, yeah. So again, a lot of my education and um, resources that I can speak to are about an e-commerce and a retail location, because that's kind of where our bread and butter is. But like I said in my intro, I have a lot of extensive years doing marketing, digital marketing, and so anything that you wanna kind of ask, feel free to think we'll have time for a QA and a in the end, but thanks for playing the poll with me. So, the legal landscape. Who is confused about the current law when it comes to cannabis? Everybody should be raising their hand. It's really confusing. As somebody who is really active in this community, I can't even have a straight pulse on what's going on, so I'm going to kind of walk you through some of these core pillars just to help you get a better understanding from my perspective. So on a federal level, um, we know that, according to the 2018 farm bill, federally, hemp was made legal with. THC or less. So that's different than marijuana. Marijuana, we like to say, is a cousin to hemp, but hemp is what is actually federally legal outside of, for example, states like Nevada. Nevada has made recreational marijuana and medicinal marijuana legal. So marijuana and hemp are similar but different. So there's two different kind of plants that we're playing with when it comes to um, marketing or consumer um, consumption and things like that. So specifically speaking just on hemp, um, something that I wanted to point out as part of this conversation, you can't kind of really see it, but I showed a picture, if anybody was paying attention to the news, there was a huge NYPD pot bust And they held these two brothers up, but it was really industrial hemp. And so I think even at a federal level, while you have things that are now legal, like industrial hemp, it's creating confusion for consumers, for law enforcement, for anybody really who's engaging with this plant. And so just being mindful of what's happening at a high level federal level is really important. So for example, if you are a hemp grower and you are distributing hemp across the state lines, being aware of those laws, how those laws are changing can really benefit your business, Um, some quick, you know, anecdotes that I would encourage you to be a part of. Um, there's HIA, Hemp Industry Association, Texas Normal, Oh, sorry, not Texas Normal, but Normal, N-O-R-M-L. Those are um, community nonprofits. They have different ones for different cities and different states that um, just help keep you up to date with what's happening from a legal perspective. So I get these um, emailed in my inbox, kind of on a weekly basis. I'm able to just digest and have a pulse of what's happening again from a federal level. On a state level, depending on the state, the law interpretation of certain products could be illegal. So I'm gonna use my home state as an example. So Texas recently passed in June of 2019 to now in our state allow, because prior to that, just because the farm bill passed did not mean that I could legally grow hemp in my state. So we had to vote, our legislative session um, a two-year process so we voted in June and in June they said Texas hemp is now legal so that's why me as a business owner um, not that I couldn't operate my brick-and-mortar store prior to that ruling but it certainly helped allow me better control um, from a law perspective from a legal perspective to go ahead and have a brick-and-mortar retail location but one area that Texas is fighting right now is smokable hemp so again it's gonna look like marijuana it even smells like marijuana but it's high in CBD low in THC and there's a department in Texas called the Department of Safety and Service services and they are actively right now trying to change the law to say me as a retailer cannot sell things like smokable hemp. So they would potentially pull joints off of my shelves and loose flour which I presently sell um, and make it illegal for me to basically sell those products to consumers. So again depending on if you're a consumer or you're a brand what you're selling not only do you need to pay attention to the federal level you also need to make sure that you're abiding by your state laws and even more than that if your product is crossing state lines you Definitely need to make sure that your product is abiding by those states as well. So, um, kind of on that level, too. that little uh, soundbite is Texas regulators push to ban retail sales of hemp flour. so that's something that's very actively happening in my home state that as a business in this space I have to be on top of and manage. Another thing is the FDA so right now there's a lot of uh, confusion around is CBD able to be in food? I saw a really cool brand they're putting CBD in popcorn. I want CBD popcorn. That sounds awesome but if you paid attention to the FDA they warned 15 companies for illegally selling various products containing cannabidiol as agency detail safety concerns so I don't know who you talk to or who you want to talk to, but potentially including CBD in food products could be not legal. I don't want to use the words illegal, but it couldn't be legal because the FDA hasn't really released their regulations. So we're playing in a very murky gray area. So again, depending on what kind of product you have, if you want to get in the industry, doing some due diligence to understand this landscape is really helpful in my opinion. Um, And then the last one, closed platforms. So uh, I'll talk a lot about WordPress. That is my background. I support it, not because it's my history, but because it's truly an open source platform that plays really well with Canvas. Cannabis. For anybody who's heard that Shopify might be a solution, Square, PayPal for payment merchants for things like that, they're um, they're not. Shopify recently opened to CBD brands, and I'll get into that in a little bit later slide. But just be mindful, and again, this kind of little last graphic. It basically is PayPal telling me, Shada Tarabi, that I personally can't use PayPal anymore. Why? Because I own a cannabis business. So not only are brands not able to take advantage of basic platforms like regular consumers, now regular tools like PayPal are coming after people who are in the industry like myself and making it impossible for me to be able to use their platform. So not that I'm mad at PayPal, but just be mindful if you're trying to use PayPal because, for example, I had a lot of friends not in the cannabis space who were like, oh, you should use PayPal when you're going to events and trying to set up vending. And I'm like, I can't. PayPal does not like cannabis products on their platform. So just be mindful of what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it because those are a lot of areas that could potentially hold you up just depending on what's going on. So important to know the legal landscape. Um, this slide is slightly inaccurate after I read it, so I'm just going to kind of glaze over it, but essentially I encourage you guys to do some homework and look at what states are legal or not legal when it comes to hemp. So for example, this says that states like Texas are only medical CBD, that's not true. Again, I think this is an old map, but what I think is really important are states like Idaho. So for example, I was talking to Shopify about potentially moving to Shopify's platform um, because I was curious to see if they have better stability from an e-commerce perspective. The reality is nobody has a great platform for cannabis. Nobody has a great platform for e-commerce in general. But what that taught me was when I talked to Shopify's team, they said, depending on the products you're selling and depending on the states that you're selling to, like Idaho, again, figuring out state regulations, some states, just because it's federally legal does not mean that your state can have those products being sent to it. So if you're a brand sending products to states that have different state laws than the federal law, be mindful of that. So another thing that I want to talk about are product packaging and labeling. There's a lot to unpack, so we're just going to kind of go over a high level. Um, QR codes. They're not required at this point, but as a brand, um, representing a brand myself, I think it's really important to... um, you know, put your best foot forward. So a lot of the talk has been to set yourself up as a brand like a supplement industry would, because supplements are similar to cannabis right now in terms of how CBD is being operated. So we don't require QR codes, but I do think it's best practice. And essentially a QR code would link to your COA, a certificate of analysis, proving what you're putting in the product is actually what is being tested. So again, fitting under those regulations for under 0.3% THC or things like that. Um, Another kind of rule of thumb, there's Nobody's saying, Shada, you better test your products every six months, every 12 months, every three days. It's gonna come. I anticipate when the regulations change. Right now, there isn't an explicit, you have to test this time and this amount. Um, but out of breast practice from my business, we are testing probably about every six to 12 months, just trying to get a better hold on our products. And so again, we're in the process of incorporating QR codes into every single product that my company manufactures. It's not required, it's a best practice. Um, the other thing is hemp versus CBD. So how many of you have been told that if a product says hemp oil, it's probably not CBD? Okay, so a few of you. There's... um some confusion around the word hemp because hemp is really um, the plant's oil being compressed versus actually the CBD being extracted. However, there are some major brands that have been using the word hemp to get around with things like advertising on social media or putting their brands on Amazon. So now we're in this very confusing, murky water of is it hemp? Is it CBD oil? Is there actually CBD in it? I'm not here to be the police and say what is right and what is wrong, but I do encourage you, depending on what you're buying if you're a consumer or if you're a brand who's manufacturing something, figuring out what those words are that best make sense for you and your consumers because there is a lot of confusion and until regulations come out, nothing is really safe or fair. And so that's just more like a heads up hemp versus CBD. Not one is right or wrong, but just be mindful. I do find there are pretty national brands who are using the word hemp for their products and it does contain CBD in it. Um, The other thing we're really big advocates for at Restart CBD are clear consumer labels. So we always have the milligrams as well as the bottle size. So in this case, this is, we have a CBD massage oil. It says there's 300 milligrams. It's a four ounce bottle, which converts to 120 ml. And I like to remind my customers, CBD is basic math. You take the amount of CBD and you divide by the bottle size and that cuts to regularly um, and generally how much CBD per ml is what I see most bottles that people are selling are on a 30 ml, 60 ml, 15 ml basis. And so in this case, my massage oil essentially has four milligrams of CBD per one ml so depending on how much somebody is using of that product they can then gauge how much cbd is actually in that serving and right now you can't legally say you know for better sleep use three servings and that's equivalent to x amount of milligrams so that's again a murky water but being able to at least educate consumers so my favorite game to play is when my customers come in and sometimes they're not customers. At first, they become customers. They come and they say, I've tried CBD before. It didn't work for me. And I say, okay, tell me more. Let's unpack that. Where did you buy CBD from? Some will admit from Amazon. Some will admit from their cousin, from Facebook through an MLM scheme, multi-marketing level. Some. I had one guy who told me he bought CBD on his way from Texas to Oklahoma. And he just, you know, heard it was interesting and he bought some and he didn't think there was actually anything in it, but he did it anyways. Um, and it's really fun because I can take that product if they bring it to me or they have a picture of it. And I do the math and most times there's even zero to little uh, CBD in the bottle. So sometimes I've seen products with as low as five milligrams per ml. Someone's telling me they're taking it for chronic pain. They're using it once a day. In my professional medical opinion, five milligrams of CBD per day for chronic pain is just not enough. So, you know, until we have better regulations around this plant, I don't think that, um, you know, it's a fair you know, canvas for anybody. But if you're a brand and you have control over what you put on your labels with some, you know, discretion, I do think it's important to include total amount of milligrams in the bottle size so the customer can at least start to do the math of how many milligrams per serving is in the bottle. Um, consumer education, so that's my sister and I again. Um, this is just a quick slide saying anecdotal stories. So something that we're starting to introduce into our brand, because you can't talk about dosing, you can't talk about frequency, you can't say, you know, necessarily full spectrum or isolate is or isn't better. Um, or even the bioavailability of a smokable versus an edible versus a sublingual oil. What I do think that you can share is personal stories of how it works for you, which is why so much in our marketing at Restart CBD, you'll see me telling my story. I use CBD for chronic pain, anxiety, and sleep. My dose for anxiety is much lower than my dose for pain and sleep. And so by being able to create my story and my narrative for my brand, it allows consumers some sort of guidepost for how it could maybe benefit them. So I'm very clear when a customer comes into my store and they say, Shada, I have really bad back pain. How much CBD do I use? I tell them, unfortunately, I legally can't tell you how much CBD to use. And the reality is depending on your body weight, your size, your age, your diet, CBD is fat soluble. So depending on how much your body is processing and storing fat could vary. Everybody's dose is going to vary, but And I say, this is how I use CB, this is my narrative, this is my story. And I do understand that not everybody can maybe put themselves forward like that in their brand, but if you have an opportunity to tell your story and to be a little bit more conversational with it, I think that's where you find a really good, um, you know, symbiosis between a brand and a consumer's journey and experience. Um, This is a fun one, the open web. So my professional background is in WordPress, um, digital marketing, e-commerce. So I feel like I'm maybe a leg up from some people when it comes to navigating the internet when it comes to CBD. But don't worry, I'm just in a dark hole like you guys. It's very scary out there. Um, I kind of touched on the Shopify story. So I'll kind of expand on that a little bit more. So my boyfriend, he's in the room, he's a tech guy. He's like, hey, you're having all these problems and challenges with WordPress you should look at Shopify and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I don't want to go to Shopify. They're a closed platform. Like I'm good on WordPress. It's almost like, you know, the evil I know is WordPress versus the evil I don't know, which is Shopify. But you know, I'm a smart girl and I'm like, okay, I'm having some problems. Let me just like figure it out. Let me go talk to Shopify. I called Shopify and I was able to get a hold of their team and I asked them my questions. I said, Hey, I'm selling topicals, edibles, vape, smokable flower, pet products, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't have, we can't support those products. We can support sublinguals, we can support topicals, but we actually don't support smokables on Shopify. And further than that, depending on where you're shipping to, if it's a state that is not supporting CBD, they're going to yank your site off of their platform which is very scary as somebody who comes from the web side of things I do not want the content that I'm spending so much time and energy creating to be pulled from the internet so for me it was a better fit to just stay on WordPress again the evil that I knew because the reality is no platform is great Um, but so if you're looking at things I do know there's a lot of really you know great brands that are using Shopify Shopify has opened up um, specifically for CBD but again depending on the product that you're selling I would just be mindful if uh, you some of those platforms are the right platform for you and your brand to be on. Um, So yeah, just depending if you're a retail versus e-commerce, these are all kind of things that you should walk through yourself. My two cents, my piece of advice is for anybody starting a CBD brand and getting on the internet, do the due diligence up front because it's a pain in the butt once you've already built all your product sets and you've built all your you know integrations and your plugins are set and all these things to then have to go potentially shift platforms, which was the nightmare that I was potentially looking at if I were to leave Shopify or leave WordPress for Shopify. But for me, I didn't want to go from an open platform to a closed platform because if they potentially would then not like something that I'm selling and then just take my site away from me. Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of my two cents. Nothing is perfect on the web. And I think laws are changing to open that up. But again, remember, just depending on what you're doing on the Internet, what you're selling, how you're marketing, all those things are kind of variables right now that have big question marks associated to them. Um, Social media, everybody's favorite thing when it comes to cannabis. So how many of you know that you cannot advertise cannabis on Facebook and Instagram right now? Yeah, most of you. It's kind of a pain point, isn't it? Yeah, super unfortunate. So I mentioned that I'm an influencer. Again, I hate that word, but it's what I am, so I'll give myself that title. Um, I've posted things for my store on my Shada account. Like, hey, look at all this bud I just got in the store. And Instagram said this is inappropriate content, you cannot post that. So it's not just that they're targeting brands, they're kind of targeting everybody, so just take that with like a grain of salt. Um, but as I walk through these, I'll kind of give some more color to that. So in this bottom left-hand corner, it's a CBD brand. It looks like they've got a CBD oil and a cocktail or mocktail, if you will, and some sunglasses, it's very like you know um, contextualized. It's actually an ad, and I saw this being served to me on Instagram. How I think they got away with it is they're not displaying their product being outrightly being a CBD oil product, and they're using the word hemp in the caption. So the caption, just really quick so you guys can hear it, is, searching for new hemp products can be overwhelming, but when it comes to your health, the details matter. Good news. When you learn what makes a superior product, it's a lot easier to narrow things down. So my two cents about that is it's expensive to test ads first and foremost, so if you have the money and you want to play around with it, go for it. Use alternative words, use alternative images images, maybe you can get away with it. The other half is potentially you put the ad up and then Facebook or Instagram pulls it down and then you've had lost some revenue, lost some time, um, things like that. So it's one of those um, things just to be mindful when you are getting into Instagram advertising. Another option that I much better like is influencers. So this is actually a friend of mine, she is doing a blog post for another CBD brand. and she's basically being paid to promote a brand. So again, using myself as a similar example, it's not that Instagram will not fault me or fault her for talking about CBD on her platform, but it's a you know, a deviation away from the brand directly promoting their products. And so being able to use people, maybe you have a CBD protein bar, maybe you have a CBD skincare line using influencers who are wellness bloggers, fitness bloggers, skincare, beauty bloggers might be an alternative way for you to get your products on the internet and reaching, you know, thousands of people like this woman, for example, I think she has 40,000 followers. That brand now has 40,000 more impressions and it's not coming from the brand. It's coming from a third party source. Um, The last thing is reviews. So we are a retail location. I do take advantage of products um, and solutions like Yelp. If you are more of an internet brand, maybe you can take advantage of Google reviews and things like that. But reviews, in my opinion, are a really great way to build awareness and support around your brand. Because when it's somebody else talking nice things about you, it's better than you tooting your own horn. So we rely on our customers to leave us reviews. And that's another way that we're marketing. So Also, fun fact, because I have a retail location and I'm a marketer, my favorite thing to do is ask my customers, how did you hear about us? Like, welcome to Restart CBD. Thanks for shopping today. How did you hear about us? And do you know what the number one answer people say is? What? Guess. Anybody? Word of mouth. mouth. Anything else? Online? Online? Okay. So yeah, kind of right. They literally go, I Googled CBD near me and you were the closest one. And you know what I tell them? I always say, oh my gosh, thank you for Googling us. They go, I saw you had really nice reviews. I say thank you so much. And I tell them, by the way, we are the number one rated CBD shop in Austin. If you like what you, you know, experience, feel free to go leave us another review to add to that. So I like to close the loop for them. They might not know why they found me or where they stumbled upon, but I like to remind them that they're shopping with one of the top brands and products in town um, for their benefit. But yeah, man, isn't that a blow to your ego? I'm like this marketer who's like, events and social media and like, all these things. And people are like, no, you were just close. I have no idea who you are. I don't care about your story. So, you know, marketing is kind of that two-way coin. You want to know who you are. You want to know what your brand is. You want to tell a good story, but consumers just want convenience. So remember that. Um, And this is kind of my last slide, some alternative marketing ideas, um, because I think these are fun, depending on what your brand is. Um, USPS is here. If anybody is shipping products, USPS is great. We actually use the United States Postal Service. Another fun thing that they do is you can market through, it's called Every Door Direct Mailer. Some use some combination of those words. Um, They... you can pick zip codes and you can see actually the median income for that area. And for a couple hundred dollars, you know if you ever like check your mail and you're like, a cleaning service, like, ah, who are these people? How did they get my address to send me this, you know, piece of collateral, this, like, promotion? They're using these services that the post office makes really easy for us to have access to. So there's no laws around what you mail people, and the postal service actually makes it really easy to figure out who some target audience members could be. So for our brand, we looked in our general area, who are the people who live and work in the surrounding uh, surrounding areas of my retail location, and we can send them, hey, we're having a promotion. Hey, we're having a sale. Hey, we're a new store in the, in the the in the area. Come see us. So that's an option. Um, Local events, I kind of touched on this at the beginning. USA CBD Expo is great. They're having another event in Atlanta. Go check it out. There's other CBD events that are happening on a local, national, international scale. Those are good for networking. If you're a wholesale, a distributor, you're trying to connect your brand to other businesses, that's a really good opportunity. If you're looking for speaking opportunities, that's another way. This is me marketing my brand. Acknowledge that. This is how I market my brand. I speak. I love to public speak. Um, But other things, man, if you're a CBD skincare company, why not go to the local wellness fair? If you're a CBD protein bar company, why not go to the local sports shop? In fact, when we launched our brand, we are more of a wellness approach because my sister is a former professional athlete, um, collegiate athlete. We do a lot of partnerships with our um, local gym in our town. So just find other options and other ways to kind of connect your brand to potential customers and buyers. And then last thing I'll share is LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a lot of excitement right now. Honestly, I just put my name and my business on LinkedIn and I have so many messages every single day of people saying, hey, do you want to connect? Do you want to do business? Why don't you come to this thing? Why don't you talk to that? So depending on what your... purpose is in the space, being able to leverage an unused platform like, like LinkedIn, not saying you should advertise on LinkedIn, but just be networking on LinkedIn, I think is a really untapped space for the cannabis and CBD markets. And so with that, thanks so much. My name is Shada Tarabi. You can find me at Restart CBD at with Shada, and you can email me shada at restartcbd.com and I'll be around uh, for a little bit after the show. Thanks.
0: Okay, so at this time we're going to open it up to questions. Uh, if you have a question for Shada, I will bring you the microphone. Just raise your hand and we'll get you the microphone. Any questions? I was just going to say there is a lawsuit in Indiana. Maybe you know about this one where um, some retail stores are actually suing the state about hemp flour and smokables. And the judge said, well, I'll listen to this and see if there's merit before she do anything further. She did rule on it that the state was out of compliance federally and that they better get in uh, their people educated because that's their problem. It's not, you know, they don't know the difference. So she said the next part of this lawsuit, and she said these people haven't, Pushed it yet, but she said they'll probably come back and ask for lost sales. So if that does go, that's a federal offense. That means all these states have to comply.
1: So right now, just to respond to that, Texas is, of the people like in normal and HIA that I'm involved with, they're basically saying the Department of Safety and Health Services has no merit to actually enact this law. So right now, just as a business, I'm taking more precautions. It's not like I'm like, oh, I can't sell CBD flour, but it's like, wow, crap, this is like a big aspect of my revenue and my business. Um, What I do think scares me a little bit more on a federal level is there's talk of potentially And somebody might have the better specific answer. My brain's a little vaguest right now. But um, they're potentially talking about changing the total, uh, the Delta-9 under 0.3% to total THC, which would make a lot of presently grown products hot. So that's also a concern when it comes to smokables in particular. It's, okay, well, so maybe it's now legal in my state. But depending on now the law's changing, do I have hot products or not? So very good point, though. Yeah. Yes, or pushing it to take it to 1%. Yes, yes, which would be great. Thanks, y'all. Anything else? Don't be shy. Yes.
0: So I've seen like a lot of people marketing...
1: Yeah, the most success that I've seen with people who have actually, like, done it successfully is they're using another account. So, um, yeah, like an influencer. So, like, for example, there's this brand that I saw was promoting on Facebook a lot of Facebook ads. And it was literally, like, some random girl in her, you know, sports bra. And she was, like, you know best fitness for you account was like the name of the account, but like all her posts were like for this CBD company. It was like, I use CBD for recovery. I use CBD for like after my, you know, marathon training. I don't know if that's permissible so much as they're able to get away with it. And I don't know if you were here when I mentioned it, but I'll kind of caveat it again. It could be expensive to play in that space. So like maybe they're doing it, because they have the money to spend to test or maybe the reward is, like, such a quick win for them that they're going to do it before they get it pulled. I just don't personally, like, I'm a small business. I don't, like, want to go spend money on, like, Facebook and Instagram. Then Instagram's like, yeah, this is bad. And then the other half of it, too, is, like, I've had friends, Instagram accounts with, like, tens of thousands of followers as a CBD brand. And because they've done things that the internet companies don't like, then their accounts get banned. And so I just personally, until it's like a green thumb, like across the board, I don't want to be playing in that space. I don't have the legal team to go be like, well, it was actually, I was saying hemp and it was actually, you know, just a sports energy drink. It wasn't a CBD energy drink. So I do think some brands are getting away with it just because they're testing, which is great. We need those brands to test because like, um, I was in Denver at a, Denver, I was in Dallas. I was in Dallas at a hemp expo a couple weeks ago. And uh, some of the guys from Denver were there and they were basically saying, I think with the Hemp Industries Association, um, they took out an ad in Times Square basically saying like, Facebook, what the F? Like, let us advertise on your platform. So it takes people being loud, I think, to push back to make this industry shift. Anything else? Okay, thanks everybody. I appreciate y'all being here and hope that was educational. And like I said, if you got any interesting content, please feel free to tag me at restart CBD and at with Shada. I do appreciate it. Thanks.
0: This podcast was produced and presented by Industry Pods in conjunction with the USA CBD Conference, in cooperation with Immortal, a well-being company. Any unauthorized use is strictly prohibited. Any and all trademarks are the property of their respective owners.